Starting Your Own Business Using the Power of the Law of Attraction. This is Law of Attraction Secrets. Join Miracle Mentor and Alchemy Life Coach Robert Zink and prepare to be empowered. Hi, everyone. Robert Zink, Miracle Mentor and Alchemy Life Coach. Today we're soaring high like a big, beautiful eagle. We're always flying in the direction of your dreams and your goals. Thanks for tuning in. And today we have Geraldine Convento, a close friend of mine who is here today. And she is a serial entrepreneur, an online influencer, and she is an expert in websites and video production. As a side note, she also used to be a professional rapper. We'll try to get her to rap a little bit later on. But anyway, we're talking about starting your own business and applying some of the principles of the law of attraction to having a successful business. So, Geraldine, welcome to Law of Attraction Secrets. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And so I guess my, my first question is, why would anybody want to start their own business? Most commonly, people decide they want to become an entrepreneur because they would like personal freedom. So this might be personal freedom in the form of time or being able to control their own energy or increase their income in a way that's not for someone else. So I know that in my own journey, that uh, I got influenced years ago by reading uh, the four hour work week. And it's never been a four hour work week. Right. But so I, I think you have to have a passion for what you do, don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, sometimes people fall into business because they have an opportunity, or maybe they are desperate to find other ways to generate income. However, passion is what's going to carry you through day to day because. Entrepreneurship can be pretty difficult, especially in the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the passion is the key. You love what you're doing. You love uh, the energy of it. If somebody said, Robert, you can make a lot of money making Polish hot dogs and opening up a little hot dog factory, uh, even if I could make a lot of money at it, I wouldn't, wouldn't do it because I don't have any passion for it. Not, not to say that Polish hot dogs are bad. I like them. But... I don't have any passion for that. Yeah, and I think it goes back to what are your personal values? So if you're not really someone who's into hot dogs or the idea of feeding a bunch of people and generating a community in that way, then it probably doesn't seem like something you should be doing. And that's another way you can look at whether or not you'll be passionate about something. So I, I, I like to think that what Rachel and I do we're, we're pretty successful at it right now. We've helped people in 60 different countries. Uh, we have a lot of different programs out. We mentor different clients all over the world. We, we have a lot of freedom to work with our son, Julian, and all of that. But I have this passion to open up another business. And it's a retail store, which is very time-consumptive, you know, and can be very time-draining. Uh, but I have this passion to do it. So what are the first things that I want to do? I want to make sure that I have all my ducks in, in a row so that when I open up this retail store, I'm successful. First, you want to think about, is it realistic? 
do you have, you know, of course, you're already busy, but do you, can you carve out time to be able to devote to it? Because there's the log- logistical part of starting a business, which means all of the paperwork, making sure that you're scouting out a location, if that's what you need to operate your business, inventory, et cetera. So you want to think about all those pieces. Who's going to manage that? Is that going to be you or do you have someone who can help you with it? Next, you want to think about, okay, well, what is the scalability of this business and how much will I realistically have to charge? So you might want to look at other people who are doing that within the area that you're specializing in or location that you're going to be promoting your services. And is this something that I can really grow based on the pricing structure? And then last, you'll want to ask yourself whether you're ready, because entrepreneurship is a self-growth journey. You're going to go through a lot of ups and downs throughout that process, and a lot of things are going to happen that are unexpected. So are you ready to deal with all of that emotionally and mentally? So if, if I believe that I'm ready and I've, I've taken the necessary steps I've developed the partnerships, I've developed the supply line, uh, I have a good location, all of that, good product, good service. Then I guess the next question that I have is, what, what can I do mentally to prepare myself? What kind of beliefs do I need to have? I always feel like what's really important is to figure out what are your limiting beliefs. So you might believe what um, in the possibility of this, and you might be passionate about this, but what do you think could be a bottleneck for your process or your progress in running to the business? So once you figure out, well, sometimes I get lazy, or once I, once someone brings something to me that's new, I start to shut down because I can't see the vision of how I'll get beyond that. What are those limiting beliefs? So that way you can put things in place to rewrite that. So in my personal journey, things that I've done is I have done affirmations. I've listened to hypnosis. I have played motivational videos or audios in the background to train my mind and my subconscious as best as possible so that it's going to overwrite whatever my shortcomings are. I've gotten coaching and I've just kind of looked at what structures I could put in place to not block me. So what do you, we're talking about limiting beliefs, and I think that is uh, the number one reason why people fail at just about anything, uh, whether it's a relationship or whether it is their business or whatever it is, it's their limiting beliefs, their doubts, their fears, and their anxieties around uh, something. So to your experience, and working with different people, what do you think the number one limiting belief is that people have that are going into business? I'm not good enough. So they feel like I don't have the skill set that's needed to go to the next step, or I shouldn't charge that amount of money because I don't have that level of expertise, or there are certain feelings or things that were um, that have conjured up as they were growing up that had them believe that they weren't good enough. Yeah. So, and you know, a lot of people are getting into uh, the intangible businesses too, such as coaching, 
working with people, uh, mentoring, that kind of thing. That's kind of a whole different direction as well. I was reading the other day. Now, again, we have been very successful uh, in our coaching business and helping people. But I was reading the other day that the average life coach in the United States only earns about $36,000 a year. That doesn't seem like the kind of business most people want to go into. And I believe that that's directly correlated with what people feel like they can charge. Because the thing about scalability is defining what your price should be and then targeting the particular audience that will actually be willing to pay that. So what I see commonly, especially with coaches, is that they'll create this program that they're really excited about and they know is effective because they've taught their friends or other people who've asked them advice, they've used it themselves. And then they'll start to market it to people and people are either unsure or they don't have the funds to pay. So they'll, as kind of a, I guess, guinea pigs or test run just to prove their credibility, they'll lower their prices And then all of a sudden get locked into thinking, oh, I can't really charge very much for this service. But what's really going on is there's a deep limiting belief saying, oh, I'm probably not good enough to charge enough money for this. So I'm kind of going to stick in my lane and move forward with that. And on top of that, there's also a missing skill set of marketing because a lot of solopreneurs particularly don't like to market themselves. They just want to be, uh, they just want to stay within their realm, which is the passion for their business. So that's also a area of missed opportunity when they don't uh, obtain help for that. So uh, what we have done in, in our model is we've tried to have something for different levels. So at the I can't afford anything level, we have over 500 videos on YouTube. And I don't know how many uh, podcasts we have over the years that are still on iTunes and other platforms, but we have a lot of, a lot of that available. So, and, and I tell people, look at, you can't afford anything, but you can, you can dedicate some time. And there's a lot of good information, not just on our uh, podcast, but on other people's podcasts. And I'll, I'll mention some other people. And then the next level up will be some of our programs, like our hypnosis programs and and things like that. And then the next level up will be a beginning mentoring program. And then the next level up will be a more in-depth, complete mentoring program. So what we've done is we've tried to be able to say, look, we're truly here to help people, but we also need to earn a living as well. So if you can afford our services, we can give you the Cadillac. If you can't afford our services, we're not going to strand you. We have this nice little bicycle over here for you. And then we have something so that you can get around on it. And I think a lot of people just, they don't have, they don't provide the, the scalability for the client to start out small and then work up. Absolutely. And one thing I like about your platform in particular is that there's so much free content with actual useful information that they can apply to their life that they can actually use that free content to come to a place to be able to afford a bigger service. So 
One thing is that entrepreneurs should make sure, just like you've done, not to be afraid of is to offer your value, no matter if people are paying for it or not. So for to be able to offer your expertise and share little tidbits online on Instagram or YouTube or whatever platform that your audience is at, for them to be able to see and be um, attached or let me uh, rephrase that, or to be um, acclimated to what you and your expertise is over time, it actually is kind of like something that has them be more drawn to you and willing to actually make the sacrifice of paying for your services. So that's something that I've observed with myself and a lot of entrepreneurs who give tons of free content online is that over time, people start to become attached to your brand and they actually want to hire you. And those might even be people who said from the beginning that they didn't have the resources to do so. Yeah, I, I, like, to, I like to believe well, we, I just hired a lady today to do some writing for us. She did a whole year of mentoring with us, and now she's gone through that year. Now she's going to come and work for us a little bit on a part-time basis. I like to believe that the people that we mentor and work with are friends. We, you know, we have that kind of relationship. You have to love the people you work with, especially if you're in the intangible service business, whatever kind of service business it is, whether it's uh, coaching or whatever it is. So we've talked a little bit about retail. We've talked a little bit about services. Now let's talk about being an online influencer and all of that. Um, how important is social media today? I believe it's important to have a presence. And if you can't post every day to at least be somewhat consistent, because this is the nature of what happens is that they'll meet you in public or someone will say, hey, you know what, you should work with so-and-so. What's their website? They'll go to your website, they'll look at your social media, they'll check their Instagram and all these different places to see where you are, to see if what people said about you or what you said about yourself is consistent. There's actually things that you're saying online that match uh, who you put yourself out there to be. So it's kind of like a form of credibility. They want to fact check before they actually go for your services. Yeah, I think that credibility is important. Uh, look, one of the things, High Flyers, that, that I can't emphasize enough is trust. Most of the people that I, I partner with, it, we, we just kind of handshake and we go from there and, and there's just a total level of trust because that's... I always feel this way. If there's, if there's ever a doubt, you know, side with your client, uh, if, they, if they say, well, look, at I had, I've only had four appointments and you know that they've had five, side with them and say, hey, look, you've had four appointments, great. We, we miscounted somehow. And because we always want to maintain a high level, because once you lose trust, it's almost impossible to get it back, or it takes a long time to get it back. It can take forever to get it back. And no matter, look at whether you're in the retail business or whether you're in uh, uh, the service business, ultimately you're selling a level of trust. And when your trust is high, everything flows easily. When trust is low, people are checking you out. They're calling the Better Business Bureau. They're doing this, they're doing that because they don't trust you. They're not certain about you. So 
social media can help you build up your trust. And I think that's important. Anything else that I've left out? I mean, we've covered, this has been a very kind of a short snippet, but what would you tell somebody that was interested in starting a business? What would you tell them? What would you what would be your advice as to why they should start the business, why they need to take the step forward? You should start a business if you have the passion and the structure and the motivation to support it in the long run. But if you do so, remember that all businesses pivot. That means that when you start your business, it's bound to change over time based on market demand, based on the level of sales, etc. So know that even if you're starting this by yourself, one day you might ha- need to have a team or you might need to sell a different product than you wanted to, or you might have to change your service over time. But that's just a part of it. And that's the greatest part of the journey that will have you become successful in the long run, because you'll learn so much that you'll become a master of whatever you end up being in. Beautiful, beautiful. That's just the way to put it. You can be the master of your own journey, and you can create your own ship and sail it. And, uh, and it's just a wonderful, it's a wonderful experience. And I like that part where, where Geraldine, where you put that you have to be ready to pivot. I know that I owned a business many years ago, and it was a retail business. And for the first two years, we were just going crazy making money. It was so fun. And then uh, the mall opened. It was a, a discount mall, but they had a huge, massive kind of new age rock shop in the mall. And every, every one of our customers was going there and everyone was telling us how great it was. And everybody was shopping there because the prices were low and we weren't losing money, but we weren't, we weren't piling away money. Had I been a little bit more patient and stayed with it and maybe shifted a few things around in our store and said, let me, let me just hang on for a little bit longer because I'm not losing money. Had I done that, that particular business in the mall went out of business. Now, they're still in business, but they're wholesalers. And we actually buy from them quite a bit. But at the time, they were retailers. And they went out of business because they were selling too cheap. And uh, they, couldn't, they couldn't afford it. They weren't making any money. I was still making money. I just wasn't making the money that I was used to. So I overreacted and I closed down too soon. Had I held on a little bit longer, made some shifts, some changes. And the same is true with a lot of uh, stores that, that carried a supply of books, hobby shops, metaphysical stores, small bookstores. When Amazon came in, they didn't, they didn't begin to increase their product line in other areas. And I also think that, look, find unique products that are not comparable on Amazon as well. Because what today's shopper goes in, they look at your stuff, they click their phone, and they go, I can get this on Amazon. Why compete with Amazon? You know, this story reminds me of something that I've heard you say a few times, both in person and also on your podcast, which is, There is no such thing as failure, only feedback. 
And I love that quote because it speaks so much to what you're saying is that sometimes as entrepreneurs, we'll make the assumption so quickly that we've failed instead of thinking of all the different possibilities. Yeah, we're doing a retail store, as we talked about earlier. And one of the things we are going to be carrying some things that Amazon has available. But every one of these things will, when you buy it at our store, will come with a video that Rachel or I have created to teach you how to use it more effectively, whatever the, the product is. So you're going to be able to get that at no additional cost from our store versus buying it on Amazon or Walmart or someplace else. You have to be creative and look for new ways of either providing more service or a better price. And so I always think it's easier. Look, it's anybody can lower their price, right? You know, will you do it for a dollar? Will you do it for 50 cents? <laughs> will you do it for a quarter? You know, anybody can lower their price. What about providing more service, more opportunity, new ways of, you know, what do you think? Yeah, have it be that people buy because of you. You know, you like Robert said, you can find products anywhere at a cheaper rate, or you can find anyone who will do that particular service. However, no one's going to do it the way that you do it. So think of a way that you can provide value that's different from everyone else. Yeah, you know, in, in Portland, Oregon, there's a, uh, a famous donut shop that people, I mean, when you, you fly into Portland, and you say, what are the things I want to do in Portland? One of them is visit Voodoo Donuts. And there are lines at two o'clock in the morning that go around the block every day. Now, look at, if you work at Voodoo Donuts, your donuts are okay. They're not that great. Okay. I concur as a donut enthusiast. Yes, but, but they're unique and they're different. And the culture is different. And the atmosphere is different. And the experience is different. Yeah. And, and you only need one. One donut, you're filled up, man. You can't eat another donut. So they're, they're offering something unique. And I think anytime you can do that in business, but that comes down to believing in yourself, believing in your mission and falling in love with your dreams. And you can do that. You have no limits. Now, look, at if you... If you want some uh, help with this, if you want to talk to Geraldine, how can they reach you? There's two ways that you can reach me. You could either visit my Instagram, which is at Geraldine Convento, and Robert and Rachel will put that in the show notes. Or you can visit my website, which is GeraldineConvento.com, and there's information about me as well as a contact form that you can reach out as well. Now, I've, I've been working with Geraldine now for a couple of years, and uh, it's been about three years now. Uh, Actually, I think going on four. Is it going on four? <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, I, we've been working together for some time, and we've worked on several projects, and she has advised me on, uh, on my business, and she's helped us be uh, fairly successful on YouTube. And I'm sure she will be happy to help you as well. So look at whatever you're doing, you need to believe in it. And so one of the ways you establish belief is by changing your subconscious mind and eliminating those fears and doubts and worries and anxieties. 
And so I invite you, I'm just inviting you, I'm inviting you free for seven days to go to Miracle Hypnosis online. Every month we're adding at least two new audio programs that are specially made for a particular situation in your life. You can try any one of them, all of them, free for seven days. I think it's the best investment you will ever make free, okay, for seven days. And uh, these videos, if you use them, and audio programs, I should say, we, are, we will be bringing on some videos. But if you use the audio programs and you use them consistently, you will change how you think and the level of what you attract, okay? Instead of attracting pennies, you'll be attracting $100 bills. Anyway, good luck on your new business because uh, you don't really need it. You're a creator. You're a co-creator of your universe. Just have fun doing it. And until next time, we'll see you then. You have a great day because you know why. Because you deserve it. Bye-bye now. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.